Brought to you by Dubois Productions. Hello and welcome back to NO and JB Sports Pedigree. We are back to provide insight on a wide variety of sports topics from NBA hoops to NFL football, Major League Baseball to professional soccer and everywhere in between. And our goal is to shed some light on some topics that maybe you haven't thought about before, have a whole lot of fun while we do it, and we want you to have fun right along with us. So let's not waste any more time. I am JB. And I'm like Jameis Winston right now. I'm ready to eat a W on 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 JB Sports Pedigree. I'm ready to eat a dub today. Let's go, man. (laughs) Let's go. Hold on. Who does Jameis even play for now, man? I don't know. Is he with the Saints still? Jameis Jameis must be be a backup on the Saints, yeah. He might. He it, yeah. It was kind of disrespectful when when they tried to to start that one dude over. And what's the guy's name? Who's kind of the Ooh, he Andy does Dalton. every position. The dude who plays all twenty. Him too. The dude who plays oh, like yeah. two different positions. Like, Hill. Yeah. Yeah. Taysom Hill. Yeah. James five thousand five thousand. Oh, he's the number two quarterback now behind uh, your boy Derek Carr. And right, uh, man. yeah, yeah, man. Before, let's let's yeah. <laughs> Let's get into it today. Before we start off, that would change. Go ahead, man. (laughs) Yeah, I was just going to say a little bit of a homage to a legend that uh, passed that no longer here, Jim Brown. Um, Oh, yeah. Rest in peace, man. Rest in peace, Jim Brown. Number one or two running back of all time on most anybody's list. And and, and may his family have peace, too. And and you're going to see that as a theme. A little bit later in my personal segment, there's a little segue. But um, rest in peace, man. Yeah. Rule that would change everything. Everything. First rule that would change everything. NFL teams are not allowed to start. No, let me me stop. Let me stop. (laughs) Uh Let me me kick it off, JB. I got a short one. (laughs) Yeah, let's go. Uh, You know, the NBA, they employ the two-minute report, which assesses events in the final two minutes of games that were at or within three points of close games. Yeah, yeah. You know, during the last two minutes of said game. So when a bad call occurs or the refs miss a call that they deem should have been called during a two-minute report they admit their mistake openly they're, they're honest huh. isn't it? the nba's honest wow. open rebuke of the fault but what if there was open rebuke of the ref in question the ref who didn't make the call or the ref who made the bad call jb think about it we're talking about nba players get punished for correctly arguing bad calls you know when you hmm. go into the they, they can't speak on refs, right? They can't speak about You're them in, right. Fines. In, in interviews, right? Shouldn't refs have a system in place that punishes them for making a certain number of two-minute report mistakes, JB? <laughs> uh, yeah. I think I yes. I love that rule. And I'd like to hear what the masses think about it. There it is. Refs get held accountable for two-minute report mistakes. How you feel about it? Absolutely. Yeah. They can get fined a little bit, you know, especially as you mentioned, if there are fines delivered to players who are justified in their frustration and their angst and whatever they say, then we need to retroactively hold the referees accountable as well. I mean, no doubt, no doubt. And I, and I like it. the NBA to, for, for the most part. The NBA gets a lot of uh, rulings right. They, like, allow freedom to... The, it's not like the NFL. Yeah, unless like it comes N- to uh, flagrant fouls. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> or a block charge. The NBA gets most yeah. things right, in my opinion, in terms of how they deal. This is not one of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't. 
in general what's what's the point of the two-minute report anyway man like like I mean, really i don't know what's it do for me if you say you were wrong like really it makes it know? worse it, it literally <laughs> right? makes it worse like what's the point i don't want to know that you made a mistake unless you're gonna fix my mistake you're gonna go back and let us play yeah. that two minutes again uh-huh there you go <laughs> <laughs> go ahead man what you what oh, you got man. Man? well uh, i'm sticking with basketball a level below the nba college basketball and uh, actually, high school too. Why not? Why do we call it a jump ball if we use mm. an arrow to determine who gets the ball? Oh man! What's the purpose of that? Like, Dang. I don't, I don't get it. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna th- think about how many occasions where under two minutes of a game, yeah, and we get a tie up. Oh, let's look and see whose turn it is to get the ball. That's a what? good point. Why? Punish, you punish, Why do you we not team jump it up in that situation? Somebody gets punished. Absolutely, and it's called a jump ball for a reason. We jump it up in the NBA. I'd love to hear the reasoning behind why we can't do that anymore in college and in high school. I'd love to know. I mean, is it time? Is it? Are we worried somebody's going to get injured from jumping? You know, what's the issue? So, um, I don't get it, and I think it's silly. I think it costs teams un. It cost teams possessions unfairly at times and it's like hey let's it's almost like here we're flipping a coin to see who gets the ball when we could just jump it up yeah i mean in in the alternating position idea generally is that it's about fairness but you you actually got me thinking you know my team wins the jump ball to start the game the actual jump ball then mm-hmm. four minutes into the game we're on defense I reach in and tie up the, the point guard on the opposing team. I beat him to the spot, reach in and tie it up. But I get punished for that because the opposing team gets possession of the ball when I just made a play. So, yeah, you're right. They're, they're, just, yep, go ahead. I just, uh, I, I feel like I've heard it before, but I don't know what the explanation is for why it was ever changed to that from actually doing jump balls and what yeah. the purpose is. I mean, I get what you're saying, too, for sure. Yeah, absolutely, man. That's good stuff. That's good stuff, man. Oh, well, rule that would go. change everything. You know, we had a couple NBA, excuse me, basketball-related rules that mm-hmm. would change everything pertaining to the NBA, but trickle all the way down. You know, trickle all the way down um, yes, sir. to college basketball, high school basketball on, on JB's end with his NBA tie-ups or, excuse me, just tie-ups. I don't know why I keep saying NBA. Probably because hey, well, we got NBA playoffs going on. I got, I got the words NBA stuck in my mind. But anyways, <laughs> JB, what we got next, man? Uh, we got another segment returning. <clears throat> uh, it's a fun little back and forth athlete comparison. And for those of you that go way back, you know we just do used to do a long, drawn-out version, uh, 1v1. And this is a rapid-fire edition where we'll go back and forth with Two athletes, uh, only criteria are they need to be at the same level. So we're not going to compare a, a professional with the high school or even, you know, accolades have to be similar. So it can't be Peyton Manning and Rex Grossman. And uh, oh, oh, man, just got to be the same gender. You know, don't, don't have to be the same sport. Um, more often than not, we do. But I've got a little mix this week of that. So I've got four. How many you got? I got four, man. Go ahead and kick it off, All man. Right. All right, kick it off. All right, this one hits real close to home for you today. Um, we're gonna we're gonna say Hunter Green or Nick Lodolo. 
Man, it's tough, man. This is a tough one. Young um, red starting pitchers, young red very starting young. pitchers. You know, we we were really high on both of them as the season started, and the Reds, you know, it's been an interesting season. The bullpen has been much better than the starting pitching. Who would have thought? So, mm-hmm. um, just because I'm gonna be patient with him, we're gonna go with Hunter Green. Okay, I would have to. I'd probably have to agree. All right, that's exactly. tough though. Tough one. I gotta. Got a baseball one of myself. Okay. Better home run hitter, Pete Alonso or Aaron Judge? Oh. I mean, it's got to be Judge at this point. Okay. Got to go with him. I, I think Pete Alonso might have more right now. He does. He does this year. We'll see. See how it ends up. I'm just going okay. off a track record totally. Okay. Good um, point. Good point. All right. Um, let's go to the hardwood. A little throwback. Stevie Franchise or Stefan Marbury? Oh, man, that was a tough one. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of these guys could go get you a bucket in a hurry. Stevie Franchise played a little bit more above the rim, but I would say Steph probably had a little bit more of an outside game. I'm going to go with Steph by a hair. Really Ooh. close. Really okay. close. I'm going to go with Steph by a hair. That Dang, was a that was a tough one. one. That's a tough yeah. one, man. All right, here we go. And I'm on the hardwood as well. Better all-around player, Bruce Brown or Tyrese Maxey? Man. I will say that based on what I've seen in these playoffs, I'm going to go Bruce Brown. Yeah. I think Maxey's got more potential. Yeah. Um, but I, if just based currently right now, Bruce Brown would be, he's, he's really balling out. Yeah, I'm with you. Okay. Um... Let's head over to the grass playing surface. Better overall uh, player, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen. Not even close. Joe Burrow. Not even close. Not even close. Not even close. Sorry, I had to I had to make sure that. And yeah. N.O.'s not a Bengals fan. Not a I Bengals mean, fan. Well, I think he might be like closet a little bit, kind of. Yeah. Maybe. Today. Till they play the Colts in like week, week they 14 the or 15 this year. <laughs> right. Hopefully, hopefully we not 0-13 and 13 when we play y'all. Oh, uh, no. Come on. No way. All righty. Better NFL prospect, Marvin Harrison Jr. or Caleb Williams? Mmm. Because of the position, Caleb Williams. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's Caleb Williams. Yep. All right, my last one here. I I don't know if it's necessarily fair to say better player. How about more favored by N.O.? Peyton Manning or Reggie Miller? Man, why 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 you see? <laughs> see, hold on, man. <laughs> anybody anybody who knows me knows, man. I can't answer that, man. All right. Okay. All right, man. Hold it. No, I, I can't. Neither. <laughs> okay. Neither. I'm I'm just gonna say I can't do that, all right. man. Fair. My favorite coach of all time and my favorite pacer of all. I can't do that, man. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, but I actually have a football one. Two guys who played for the Colts. Okay. Marshall Falk or Edger and James. Mm. Oh, it's got to be Marshall Falk. Okay. 
overall body of work. I think I have Falk as a top five running back on my list. So there definitely, you go. Uh, Edger and James is a monster though. Monster. There it is, y'all. All right, Athlete there we go. Let fire. us know what you think, folks. Let us know how we did, in your opinion. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, what you got for personal seg today, man? <clears throat> well, personal segment. I feel like it's become a weekly trend now to uh, give a little bit of JB soccer update. This won't be forever, but it's kind of been busy. And um, we got we got some so Luton Town, Luton Town stuff. Real quick, Luton Town with a big 2-0 victory in the second leg. They needed to win by two, and they did. Got it done, and now play at 11:30 on the 27th of May. So next Saturday against Coventry City who by the way is another team that has not been in the Premier League since I've been watching so you're going back at least probably 15-20 years maybe longer I'm not sure but so either of these teams it's going to be like oh wow but Luton Town certainly the huge Cinderella uh, I'll definitely be tuning in the winner of that game gets promoted um, also had uh, Champions League semifinals and uh, not really much of a competition in either of them uh, Inter Milan had no problem dealing with crosstown rival AC Milan at all. And Manchester City just Manchester City? Manchester City just putting work in on the champs Real Madrid four to nothing at home. So heading into their final, I believe Man City is definitely the favorites to get their first ever Champions League title. Kind of hard to imagine they've never won it considering their domestic success. But uh, Pep Guardiola, great coach. Hey, Inter Milan, you never know. That's why they play the games. They got Aiden Dzeko. They got Romelo Lukaku. Got some uh, solid players in the midfield. But looking for Man City, probably the firepower to, to get it done. If they don't get it done, this is probably their best chance um, to get it done for sure. And then last bit of soccer news. Uh, you know, we'll be discussing this more as we head into the upcoming months. But... Faler and Balogun, U.S. got their striker, in my opinion. Hey. Currently, he's tied for fifth in goals in the French League, which is a top-five league in Europe. He was England's number-one youth striker and decided that, you know what, he's going to play for the U.S. And I'm sure he looked at the team, saw what we needed, saw the talent. He's right around the same age. I'm sure he knows some of these guys. So I see him sliding right in up top, and uh, his first first international game is going to be the semifinal of the Nations League against Mexico on June 15th. So looking forward to that. And then only a week and a half later, the Gold Cup starts against Jamaica on the 24th. So we, we less than a month away from some hot international U.S. men's national team soccer, folks. Foe said 1776. Let me make sure I make the right decision. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's right. <laughs> That's all he said, man. Hey, I'm looking forward to it. Do you think he'll be ready to play in the Gold Cup? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, he's man. ready to go. He's with the so, team. I mean, he's yeah. So he'll here's be ready the question: Are, it, Will it be our A squad playing in the Gold Cup? Some of them, most um, of them. What you think? I don't know. I would think so. I would think, especially because they're young and they're still trying to build. I would think they'd have most of them. I think there's some guys that are in the MLS that maybe won't. I'm not sure how that works for them, but any of the European leagues are they're done um, at the end of May, so they're not even playing. So any guys that play in Europe, unless they're injured or they're just giving them time to 
you know, he, which I'm like, these guys are young. Tw- it ain't like there's a, a whole lot of mid-30s guys that need to rest and recoup. Like, these guys are young, ready to go. So I would, I foresee them having a, you know, pretty full-slated squad ready to, to get after it. Man, that is good stuff, bro. I'm excited, yeah, what, man. Me too. I'm getting fired up. What you got, you know, for personal segment? Well, we're going to change the tone a little bit i want to touch on a very delicate subject matter um where i see the same regurgitated rhetoric from people trying to get followers and uh, it could be social media it Mm -hmm. could be real life but you'll see the connotation quick the why did kobe bryant get assassinated conversation and and it's like i told y'all it's very touchy that's a headline that to be honest shouldn't even be surfaced unless you are able to answer the how. I mean, it's extremely disrespectful to the families, you know, to his family at a time when support is needed most. And this extends far beyond Kobe Bryant. We see these conspiracy theorists constantly, you know, when a worldwide known individual dies. And I'm just here to say it's not being done in good faith. 99.9% of the time, these videos straight up blasphemy. Complete ulterior motives are the basis. These people, <laughs> not even connected to the families, man. Because if they were, they'd have enough respect to not put these details out for the world to know in the first place. These, these, these point. factual, and that's quote unquote factual details that they spew out, they wouldn't talk about it. Let Kobe Bryant rest in peace, and more importantly, let his wife, kids, and extended family live in peace. And that's what I was talking to you earlier about with, with you know, my man, um, Jim Brown. Yeah. Let's let his folks rest in peace. Let's not start conspiracies. Let's not talk about him in a negative light. Um, if you're going to say anything about him, let it let it be what he did for this world. All the positivity that he that he spewed out through, you know, his just his play, his philanthropy and what he stood for. Same with Kobe Bryant. We all know Kobe was a great person. You know, not perfect because we all make mistakes. Let it, let that man's legacy, let it go, man. Let it go. Celebrate their life. Good call. Well said. You know, something that I think we all overlook at times for sure. So, well said. Appreciate that, you know. No doubt, bro. No doubt. Well... Kobe was an amazing all-time great in the NBA. So uh, why don't we dig into the NBA talk a little bit. We are smack dab in the middle of the conference finals and uh, not quite sure if we're going to have any series at all to really talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, buddy. Um, Crazy. JB, go ahead and kick it off for us, man. Yeah, you know what? Before that, since I since you know, I'm not sure how much you've got, but uh, we did have the uh, Victor Wimbanyama sweepstakes as well. And, uh, sweepstakes. Congrats to, the, <laughs> congrats to the Spurs. I'd feel pretty salty if I was a Pistons fan. I'll tell you that having the worst record in the league and getting the five pick, but ain't no ain't much you can do about it. So, no. honestly, for him, if I'm Victor Wimbanyama, I'm pretty happy. You know, knowing Greg Popovich is there and his pedigree and track record. So it's probably the best scenario for him coach-wise. And, you know, we had another coach fired 
In fact, all five recently fired coaches, they've all won a coach of the year before. So seemingly nobody is safe now because it's a stars league and the stars dictate and they don't want accountability. Um, so if they don't like a coach, they're not going to be there. They're going to find a, a reason. Not in every case, but in some for sure. So there's some guys out there that uh, definitely are hot commodity coach-wise. But as far as the games on the court, um, I mean, you know, are we gonna are we gonna have two sweeps? Wait, what are we, what are you thinking right now? Well, JB, I'm gonna kick it off, man. Let, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Laker faithful breathed a sigh of relief after the Golden State series, and it seems like the players might have done it as well. Mm. But Denver, Denver is an animal that's been caged in forever. Involuntary servitude. <laughs> they were ready to show up and show out when they got the opportunity. The greatness of the Nuggets can be summed up in one play, in my opinion. Bruce Brown, man. He beat Jared Vanderbilt off the dribble. Took off from the dotted line for a dunk. This is the sixth man on the Nuggets, y'all. Jamal mm-hmm. Murray going crazy in the fourth quarter of game two, which led to people saying, you know, if he doesn't go off like that in the fourth quarter, this series is even. Well, how about a 30 ball in the first half of the next game? Just just to show y'all he can do this consistently. JB, the real question is, let's, let's be more realistic about it. Do I think they're going to be sweeps? No. But will either conference final series go more than five games? I'm I'm leaning no at this point. <laughs> I don't think so either, man. I don't. <laughs> I didn't know if that was a rhetorical question. <laughs> no. It's, it, it, yeah, uh, it's a real question, man. Yeah. But, yeah, man. Just speak on the the Lakers Nuggets. Um, I think you mentioned, like, I, I feel very... For me, the Nuggets, it was almost like I needed to see them do it before I really believe it. Um, right or wrong, that's just kind of how I looked at them. And man, have they have they done it? You know, they really, as you said, they're they got six guys, and we're not even counting, you know, Jeff Green, um, who can hit a big shot, solid player, defender, really just kind of does the little things type of guy off the bench. They got six guys that can go get a bucket, you know, and um, they center themselves around Jokic and offensively his IQ is just off the charts. He's big so he can see over everybody. And, you know, you pick your poison. You decide to focus on stopping him from scoring. He's going to pick you apart with distribution and run two-man with Jamal Murray, who's one of the most underrated players in the entire league. Like, I've always thought he's an excellent player. And, uh, yeah, they really, you know, game one, a couple things really. First, in the first quarter of game one, Nikola Jokic comes out and has 12 rebounds and five assists. Yeah. In the first quarter of the first game. He went crazy. And Anthony Davis, he had one rebound. Oh, boy. That quarter. That right there spoke volumes. I know AD ended up having a great offensive game. And he played well defensively, actually had a really good game. But that right there felt like all I needed to know about the whole series. They they got out-rebounded as a team big time. Um, and the other thing is the transition defense of the Los Angeles Lakers is non-existent. non-existent. I can't tell you how many times I saw Bruce Brown or Jokic or anybody 
get a defensive rebound, and just fly down the middle of the court with nobody challenging, nobody stopping the ball, and the Nuggets just get an easy bucket on the other end. I cannot tell you how many times that happened. And that, for me, was the biggest reason that they got handled in those first couple games. I mean, you know, Rui Hachimura and Austin Reeves, for their the role that those guys play on their team, they balled out the first couple games, and it wasn't enough still. So, um, you know, just a little bit. I don't know yesterday, or I'm sorry, the last game, Game three, I don't have the stats in front of me, but I know that heading into game three, LeBron James had missed 19 straight three-point shots in the fourth quarters of games. <laughs> and he's still this shooting. It's just not going to get it done. A lot. <laughs> yeah. Instead of getting in the post, drawing defenders, kicking, or getting fouled, which is what he needed to be doing. So pretty rough. I, you know... I, I just like to see competitive basketball. I don't necessarily have a dog in the fight. I did pick the Lakers and was totally wrong. So I'm hoping that we see at least a very competitive finals once we get there. Do you know if both series end early? Will they start the finals early? That or is, is that going to uh, be set to not, start on June 1st? That's right. We've seen it before okay. many times. Remember Golden State a couple times. They had like nine games off um, from the conference Man. finals to the NBA finals. So it's going to be a, always interesting too. It's going to be a big delay. They want the NBA finals to be in June, early summer. It's for the networks. Mm -hmm. It is what it is. Um, you know, going back to the Lakers uh, transition defense, it's because they got mm -hmm. overrated perimeter defenders. Dudes like mm -hmm. Jared Vanderbilt, who are considered really good defenders. Dennis Schroeder, give me a break. No disrespect to either of them dudes, but Dennis Schroeder. He fouls a lot, and when refs are actually calling it, and he gets in foul trouble, and he has to actually play defense with his feet, come on. You're not staying in front of Jamal Murray. You're definitely not staying in front of Bruce Brown, and you probably can't stay in front of KCP either. It's just, mm, it's just too much. Guy. You're right. It's Michael just too Porter much. Jr. Too much, man. Jared, Jared Vanderbilt, he's in over his head. He's, he's expected mm. to do something that he's never done in the NBA. He's young and athletic mm. and spry, but he's in over his head playing against the Nuggets. It's just what it yep. is. And Lonnie Walker, you know, he had his five he has five minutes of fame in the Golden State series, but he's kind of to be expected, you know. It, there's a reason that he didn't play for however many games, <laughs> you know. So we've kind of seen what he really is. Again, another young dude, and just to pour on the praise again for Jamal Murray. I mean, that game two fourth quarter performance that he had. They weren't open shots. I mean, he he was hitting shots with LeBron, AD, in his face, bigger guys, fading away, uh, every type of shot that you can think about. Uh, and he just put the team on his back. Um, and if you look at him now, pre-injury, when they played in the bubble, and how he played, and now post-injury, his production come playoff time, he goes from averaging 20 a game or right around there in the season to where he's closer to 30 points a game in the playoffs. Similar, ah, good point. Good facts. Similar to the other side, Eastern Conference, of one Jimmy Buckets. Playoff Jimmy. Um, you want to you share your thoughts on how that series has gone so far? Yeah, let me let me close the door on this series real quick as, right. as Denver's going right. to close the door win one of these next few games. But Yeah, um, I think it's the next one, to be honest. Yeah, I the Lakers – they overachieved. I mean, they, they beat two really good teams, Memphis undermanned and, and Golden State. That that was like winning the championship. 
for the for the Lakers, in my opinion. They overachieved tremendously. But Denver is sensational. Denver's Denver's just different. And I didn't think they could do it. If you if you go back about to early this season, you know, earlier episodes on our podcast, I was not a believer in the Denver Nuggets. I am now. I am now, and I give praise where it's due, and um, I'm going to eat crow on this one. But uh, to talk about the Eastern Conference, you know, I, I just, first thing that pops into my mind, JB, is Miami's supporting cast. It, it, it's, it's just what mm. every every Eric Spolster team does. Very underrated. How many undrafted guys, right? It's amazing. Very underrated, just like their coach. He gets the most out of his guys. They get the most out of their potential. Max Struess who's the new age Duncan Robinson. Duncan Robinson himself still being productive at times. <laughs> Gabe Vincent has outplayed Marcus Smart. And Kayla Martin, mm -hmm. one of JB's favorites, man. Supporting cast is incredible, man. And, um, man, that D a Denver-Miami series? I, I, yeah. I can't definitively say that Denver would beat Miami in a series. I can't definitively say that, you know, but I think, Boston, this I point. think Boston, Boston will probably get either game three or four. You know, I think, I think they'll, they'll, at least get back home but they may not jb what you think man yeah i i tend to agree i think they will get a game but i also wouldn't be surprised if they don't because i for me to pick anything right now at this point against the heat i just i'm tired of doing it <laughs> you know like they are proving time and again like it's almost like a, a destined thing and uh if we end up getting the the matchup we think we're going to get, I think it's going to be a really good one. I think for there's there's just something different about uh, Jimmy but Jimmy Butler the way he plays, very under control. It it kind of reminds me a little bit of Kawhi Leonard and Toronto when they won the title. Ah. And how he just kind of controls the game at his own pace. Um, maybe the best defensive player on the court whenever he's out there as well, guarding the other best player. causing. I mean, he had six steals in game one, filling up the stat sheet, doing the little things as your best player. And that's why I think he's the best player on in the series. And as you mentioned, these role, they, the role players, quote-unquote, they feed off of that. They don't, they don't have any fear because they just play hard. That's yeah. all they really care about. And these dudes are hitting threes. It's interesting because... Last season, the Miami Heat were number one in the league in three-point shooting and took a huge dip this year, kind of without reason why. They just didn't shoot it as well, and it's almost like they found their rhythm shooting the ball. They've been out-shooting the Celtics from three, and if that, there's no way Boston's going to win any games if they get outshot at three by the Heat. Because yeah, no doubt. Yeah. There's just nothing to do. Jimmy Butler's a do-as-I-do-and-not-as-I-say type of player. He's the ultimate will-do-anything-for-his-team-to-win type of guy. He'll do whatever mm -hmm. it takes. I'm pulling whatever. for the guy. Love that type and, of guy. Uh, absolutely. And, you know, Bam Adebayo, this series against the Celtics, has become more aggressive than I've seen him in a while offensively, where he's getting rebounds and taking off almost Dray Draymond Green style down the middle of the court and leading the fast breaks, or Jokic. They, he does it too. Um and I hadn't seen that from him for a while. And if he's going to play like that, if you're going to have Bam giving you 20-25 a game, it's going to be really tough for the Celtics. I, mean, I think they they run a yeah. little bit too much ISO. They get away from moving the ball and doing what's successful for them. And uh, defensively, I just I, 
I don't know, man. Yeah, I think like this I might said, be it for Jason one. Tatum we'll and Jalen Brown. I think it might be in yeah. the Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown duo. And a shout out to Jalen Brown. We'd love you in Indianapolis, Indiana, um, downtown <laughs> at the Fieldhouse, playing for there the Indiana go. Pacers, Jalen. But uh, that being said, just defensively uh, in the front court, you you started Robert Williams a few games ago, so you could sure up the front court defense. But you still got Al Horford out there. No diss to Al. He had his he had his years in the NBA and he works hard. Mm-hmm. But you really think Al Horford and these guys can guard Bam Adebayo? Okay. And Al and Al's not giving you anything on offense either. He's, he's supposed not, he's, he's supposed to stretch the floor. He's supposed to stretch the floor. He's not giving you anything. Um, Al Horford's a liability. It just is what it is. I mean, no disrespect to him. I love Al Horford, but he's a liability. Terrible liability. Um, mm. yeah, I I'd play Derek White more. That's just me. If mm. I was the Celtics. Probably, probably a good call right there. You know. Well, there it is. Kind of a in depth of some really lopsided series so far. Um, I would not be surprised if by the time y'all listen to this that uh, the Western Conference is over and the Heat are up 3-0. Wouldn't be surprised at all. That's right. But all right, let's uh, let's move it along to Sports Dichotomy, y'all. The best segment out there, Sports Dichotomy. Yes, sir going back and forth asking each other yes or no questions simple answers to um current events in sports jb i'm gonna kick it off in three two one when ellie de la cruz gets called up and vato gets healthy can we count on the reds being in the playoff race until season's end (sighs) (laughs) yes okay (laughs) Yes. That's the weakest yes I've ever given, probably. Oh, man. All right. So, it was alleged that Aaron Judge peered into the dugout to see pitch signs prior to hitting two home runs against the Blue Jays a week or two back. If this is true, Inno thinks that the Blue Jays need to do a better job hiding their signs. Yeah, I would say yes. But um, but <laughs> the story I read was that he, like, it was some chirping going on in the dugout, and it, like, caught right. his attention, and that's why he glanced. All right. Right. The Colts and Bengals game late in the 2023 NFL season, this upcoming season, means Inno and JB will be beefing that entire week. Oh, the whole week? Gotta, gotta beef Probably that not. week, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't. Maybe the day of. Uh, this year's NBA playoffs show that not only Joel Embiid is not MVP worthy. Oh man! But he's also a dirty player. Oh, I, I don't want to go that far against Joel. I'm gonna say no, but he did have some questionable plays. Mm-hmm. Bruce Brown is the most underrated player left in the playoffs. I'm I'm on my Bruce Brown horse today. Yeah. Um. It's a lot, lot of guys. Yeah, a lot of yeah, guys on the heat sure. that could be Caleb in that Martin. Too. Yeah, he's up there. Caleb Martin. I don't know how I like him after what he did to the Bearcats in Nevada, but anyway, he just plays hard. You think his um, twin brother sometimes plays for him? And nobody knows. <laughs> Baby, uh, side note: maybe we'll have to share this. The story of how he got signed um, by the Heat. Apparently, he's friends with Jay Cole, and uh, oh, there you there's go. A story behind all that. Um, That'd be funny, though. The National League East, I'm sorry, the American League East, <laughs> with every team above 500, is easily the best division in baseball. Yeah. 
following for Logan will be the U.S. men's national team star- striker in the 2026 World Cup. Yeah, I got to say yes. I'm on that bandwagon for sure. Um, you know, it makes sense that James Harden, who scored three points in the second half of the biggest game of the year and failed to score double digits in multiple games of the Eastern Conference semifinal series, it makes sense that he has a f- say in the firing of Coach Doc Rivers. Need to fire himself. <laughs> no, it doesn't make sense. Matt Kachuk of the Florida Panthers scored back-to-back OT winners for the Panthers to go up Man. 2-0 in the Eastern Conference Finals. The number eight seed Panthers will win the Stanley Cup this year. It feels like destiny, doesn't it? Beating out Man. the Bruins. Yeah, I'll say yeah. Man, we got a couple of eight seeds. Boy. Look at this crazy parody. Uh, Christian Pulisic should transfer from Chelsea to another team in Europe to be a consistent starter and even a face of a franchise. Man, get him, get him up out of there, Christian. Yeah, go somewhere else, man. TJ Friedel and Jake Fraley, the Reds' top batting average and top RBI guys, are everyday baseball players. Absolutely. Got to be fair here. Jason Tatum's 51-point performance in Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Final, only the second time that's ever happened, is a top-five performance in NBA history. No. (laughs) Philly don't play defense, man. All right. Darvin Ham, Mike Malone, Eric Spolster, and Joe Mazzula. The top remaining X's and O's coach in the NBA playoffs is Eric Spolstra. Yeah, I don't think that's even, I mean, it, I don't think it's close. Mike Malone, I give him some credit. Spolstra mm-hmm. definitely. He's, it ain't Darvin Ham? No. <laughs> <laughs> no is, I don't think so. Does, does, Darv, does Darvin tell LeBron and AD? To, nah, let me stop, man. Yeah, I don't know. Let that's me stop. an interesting relationship. The Indianapolis Colts will finish above the Tennessee Titans in the AFC South this year. Yeah, as above, so below. That's a no. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to to go 2-15 and and get Caleb. Let me stop, man. Y'all going to call me a fake Mm. fan out here. Yes. Yes, JB. They will. All right. Speaking of the Colts, man, this Jim Ursay, Colts owner. Included John Elway in his top five all-time players list recently, but not Peyton Manning. Colts fans what? should remind him why. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes, he did. Colts fans should remind him why he ever became relevant by not going to games. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to just ask you well, something, Jamie. Just side, side question. Side question. But before Peyton Manning, did you ever know who Jim Mersey was? No, sir. No yeah. clue. Nobody did in mankind's what? history. Wow. Is what it is. <sighs> this, man, this man brought constant like that don't make Super any Bowl sense. contending I'm teams befuddled. to the franchise. We were Super Bowl contenders for a decade. Yeah. They because were... of Peyton Manning. Absolutely. Over a decade. Come on, man. Yeah, put him on them Broncos teams, too. Um, Lamar exactly. Jackson. Now think about this one, Eno. Lamar Jackson is the Joel Embiid of football. Oh 
<laughs> man, I, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. Right now, I think he is. And everybody talk, man, they can't stop talking about the Ravens right now. Yeah. Can't stop. Nikola Jokic should have won his third MVP award this year. Yeah, I think in, we hi- in, hi- in hindsight, in hindsight, it definitely yep. looks like that. But, no doubt you know, about it's it. one of those things, too, where last year, in hindsight, I don't think he should have won it. Ah, you know? good point. So, good point. I definitely think he should have won this year, though. He's he's balling. Um, the Tampa Bay Rays are one of two teams ever that are over 800 in the modern era, over 800 OPS right now at 857. Wow. Right. All-time best hitters individually are at 900 or above. So they're not too that, too far off. So the modern record is 8.851 by the Boston Red Sox in 03. Tampa Bay will break this record. Yeah, I think I think they can. Pitching in the AL East isn't the best, man. Boston and New York mm. Yankees, no. Nah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think they'll do it. JB is staying disciplined on drinking his herbal tea. Um, no, I step, haven't. Step your game back up, weeks. bro. Step it back yep, up. Got to get back. Yep, thanks for calling me out. Uh, good call. Matt McClain will get Rookie of the Year votes for the Reds this year. Yeah, it, yeah. If David Bell don't, don't destroy him. Mm, there you have it. Man, Last one, have. JB. The Big Ten topped Power Power Five conferences in 2022's fiscal year revenue at 845.6 million. They distributed out like 58 million to every team. This makes the Big Ten the top conference in collegiate athletics. Yes, sir. Let's go. We're just gonna say yes, sir. Uh, speaking of Big Ten players, uh, Dickinson from Michigan, he was wrong for leaving Michigan to transfer to another school to get a little bit more money in NIL not blaming that young man for that and I'm gonna say no there you go you got some get your get your here. paper cuz out here get your paper cuz he is probably Michigan fans mm, probably there it is y'all you got any more JB that was my last one that's it that was my last one sports dichotomy y'all in on JB sports pedigree greatness Moving right along, as always, yes, into JB's justifications. That's J U S T I F I C A T I O N S. JB's justifications, y'all, where I'm going to ask JB a personal question outside of the sports realm. And then okay. we're jumping into it. We're jumping into a, 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 something out that, that's really it's been a current events theme throughout okay. this last couple weeks. JB, JB's going to definitely have a lot to say about it. JB, the personal question first. What awards did your son, Jason Jr., recently receive for his musical excellence? Oh, wow. Um, So he got a GHP honor for the state of Georgia, which go. he is doing um, percussion, jazz, and we'll get to spend a month at Georgia Southern University. He was one of two students, not only in his school, but in the county to get it. And they do it for not just music programs. It's for every program, essentially. So it's very prestigious. Um, you know, again, like a percentage of a percent of kids get to do it in the state. So pretty man, love awesome. love that, man. Love it. 
Yep, and he got um, he did also get named drum captain for um, the band for senior year coming into that. Got some leadership going on there. So yeah, pretty awesome, pretty uh, nice moment for him. Great they stuff, had him on the man. <laughs> said they had him on the front like at the school computers. He was on like the main page for like a couple of weeks and he was kind of embarrassed. <laughs> there you go. Great stuff, young man, and great stuff, dad. Keep it up. Keep it up. Thank you. All right, y'all. Here we go. I've been noticing a lot of people in my, in my personal life and in sports media who I know for a fact, JB, support the Second Amendment right to bear arms, who also, mm. ironically, have condemned Ja Morant and basically want the book thrown at him consequence wise jb i just want you to answer a simple question and speak on this subject matter a little bit is that hypocritical jb please explain explain why you feel it is or isn't and take as much time as you need we're talking about the john Morant gun situation y'all gun situation number two is it hypocritical for people who we know love bearing on to want the book thrown at him consequence wise jb you can start now well of course it is i'm really glad you brought this up actually because my wife and i actually kind of had a side talk about this from this different perspective because while initially it's like bro you know what are you doing this is foolish doesn't look good um you know it's against the rules or the league all of that stuff you know what the consequences are it's like come on man you got to do better like what are you doing but at the end of the day he's a grown man he's allowed to have a firearm Mm. you know it's not like he he isn't allowed to do that now if he's brandishing it in public and doing whatever any illegal things with it that's another story but we often look at uh you know how many folks do we see walking around with their firearms in the street and nobody You know, they have a different color skin, so nobody really says anything to them about that. Mm. Um, And, you know, so we we become very quick to judge. Like, I don't have a problem with him having a gun. I just have a problem with, you know, the decision making and what's behind it. And, you know, why he's doing certain things um, when he knows he's going to get in trouble. So it's like an NBA rule, a team rule. You can't do it. That's the issue. I don't think that he should be there should be any type of like for people in the public to want to quote unquote, like you said, throw the book at him yeah, reprimand him. Yep. Call him a terrible part. Like for what he had yeah. a gun and he's having, I guess he's having fun. Maybe that's what his, him and his buddies do. I not something I would do, but I'm not gonna, like, who am I to criticize what he does with his money or, or what have you. So while, I do question decision-making based upon the rules that you know you shouldn't be doing. I'm definitely not condemning him. Plus, he's a young kid. I mean, you're going to give this kid chances to figure it out ultimately. But there is not... I mean, if he wants to have a gun, he can have many guns he wants. If any, if somebody else can, why can't he? You know, yeah. so that's where I see it. What are your thoughts? Gun lovers just need to... St- I mean, thoughts are simple, man. Gun lovers just need to stop being hypocrites. And yeah, keep, the, keep, keep the same energy all the way around. When you want to play right. the holier than thou game, keep oh, the same. We definitely energy. are, you know, as as Americans and humans and as Christians, very quick to condemn others and not we forget 
how much we have to have grace or we wouldn't be here. No doubt. No doubt about it, man. I'm really glad you brought that up because definitely another side of it that we didn't talk about on here yet. And I think it's important that we did. So excellent. Another one in the books, man. Another one in the books. Hey, y'all, next week, make sure you tune in. As always, we got a new, going to have a new segment coming at you. I think you're going to enjoy it. Um, of course, we'll have all the all the fun segments we have every week, but uh, we got a new one coming. And, uh, of course, if you think folks might enjoy, please share. Check us out on social media, uh, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, all those places. And you can hit us up, email at no.jb.sportspedigree at gmail.com. Have a great week. Y'all have a good one. Check it. We keep pushing forward when the lights dim. The flame still burns when the night ends. So it's time to get animated promptly. My passion's connotated as anger. Wrongly, since I'm as real as it gets, I won't take that. Might spew a couple of words I won't take back. I'll be the thug who seems to bring charm. Check my skin in the U.S. I'm seen as that regardless. Docile and harmless. Emblematic guinea pigs. Submit to control all the people in the city did. Silly kids only listen to that. Extreme numbers to them. To me, it's how you attack. <laughs> Sometimes I think that I'm great. Then I stumble It's better to be lucky than good Keeps you humble I'm hands on in my approach So when I fumble I turn over to the most high Therefore I'll never crumble Tough Gotta get started to get ahead Conduct stoic And no I'm not acting scared I'm the type they feel they have to replace Demonizing the face In my black voice And masculine traits Like it's a problem Don't fear delusional types Mentally locked in But still in tune with the hype Whole models about deception I catch a trend And go the other way You can call it an interception What's popular Tends to reveal what's going down Standing back with a scope watching from across town the guidance from above is what i view is profound so when i see they really care that's when i'm coming around